Those kids stay so excited. I'll tell you what, they, 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 they stay excited. Thank you for being here. And, uh, hope the Lord blesses you this morning. If you got a Bible and I ask you to follow along with me in John chapter number 3. John chapter number 3. I had a few things on my mind this week and uh, I didn't know this morning whether to pe- preach from Galatians or John. Uh, but I know one thing, I'll get Galatians tonight. If I don't get it this morning, I will get it tonight. Uh, just been praying over over several things and... Um, well, the book of Galatians tells us not to grow weary in well-doing. Uh, and that's been on my heart all week. And But John chapter 3 has been on my heart all week as well. And uh, so I just, through prayer and the leadership of God, I, I've settled on John chapter 3 this morning. One simple topic, really. And that comes from verse number 3 in John 3. Words of Jesus here, and I believe they're of utter importance to every living creature here. Jesus asks us, or he basically tells Nicodemus something that I believe we've missed in this modernized society. Look what he says. He says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm going to preach in a form of a question this morning, and it's very simple. Have you been born again? Have you been born again? Let's pray. Father, I pray you would anoint this preacher this morning. God, that you would help me as I stand before your people to deliver your word. On my own, God, I'm unable, incapable, Lord, but with your Holy Spirit, Lord, in your strength, your power and your might, your intelligence, God, I'll be able to preach. Without you, God, it's nothing. I pray you'd speak to hearts today as we look at this question, if we've been born again. I'll love you for the results that take place here. Thank you for them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. I was reading a study just this week, and uh, I can't... I didn't write it down, so I can't remember the exact numbers it was, but it was 
up in uh, the 60% or greater, that according to 60% or more, as I said, I can't remember the numbers, um, society says that you can be a Christian without being born again. But according to Jesus, just being a Christian will leave you blind. He said there, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So it led me into a deeper thought of let me define what it means to be born again because I believe we, we need to understand this. And as I thought on this, I, I thought what kind of analogy could I use to help us understand the meaning of being born again and how crucial it is to us as sons and daughters of God. But I could not think of one that would not in some way Diminish the powerful truth of being born again. So, uh, to understand this, we have to look at what Jesus does here. Before Jesus spoke these words, these words had never been spoken. Born and again had never come together to make one. But in John chapter number 3, the term born again is used... Three times. Well, two times in John 1 and 1 Peter. Those are the only times you'll find them throughout the Bible. Verse 3, verse 7, and then in verse Peter. We're going to look at all those in a few minutes. But before I get into this message, I want you to know that it is impossible for me to describe everything about being born again in one message. But I do want to take some key points about what it means to be born again and deliver them to you. The number one thing that I want you to take away from this message is this. The Bible says when you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and Savior, that God sees you as a different person. Now let me clarify that. Uh, it does not mean that He loves you any more or He loves you any less because God's love, is it stays the same. You can't earn it and you can't be good enough to get it. He loves you on the good days. He loves you on the bad days. Boy, it does something for my heart to know that when I'm in the pits uh, and don't know what I'm doing, that God still loves me. So on the good days of your life, He loved you the same as on the bad days of your life. Don't you let anybody tell you any different that God's love changes because it never changes. He loves you in your sin and out of your sin. People go to hell unsaved not unloved. But he does see you different. He does see you different. But not only does God see you different, Satan sees you different as well. Why, preacher? Because 
Satan can influence the unsaved. Those that have not been born of his spirit. Satan has an influence in their life. They are blinded to the truth, God says. But Satan also knows that when one is born of the Spirit of God, that now living inside of them is the very same authority that lived inside of Jesus when he walked this earth. Satan sees you different. That's why before the day of salvation in your life, some of the things you thought you had under control came to light. See, before I got saved, Dennis, there was a lot of things that I didn't see as a big deal. But once the truth entered into me, those very same things began to bother me because they were in the light. That's why when the... Oh, good. Turn me down just a little bit, Barry. I'm echoing all over the place. <clears throat> That's why when you are born of the Spirit of God, all of a sudden... Satan begins to throw greater things at you because he knows that you have an influence now that's living inside of you that could change the entire world. Satan looks at you different. Because spiritually, what's operating on the inside of you operated throughout the four Gospels of Jesus Christ. So that led me to this discussion. What does it mean for us to be born again? Now many people will ask this kind of question to you. What, what does it mean to be a born again Christian? And from what I know about scripture, it seems that there's so much confusion on this subject. So I looked up definitions because that's what you do when you want to, defin when you want to know what something means. So three things I looked up, Christian, born again, and born again Christian. And I looked it up in your Webster's Dictionary, and you can look them up on your own if you have to. But what I think you'll find is very interesting here. Webster says that a Christian is one who professes a belief in the teachings of Jesus. A Christian is one who professes a belief in the teaching of Jesus. In other words, they, they just profess a believing it. But that bothered me because there's far too many Christians that profess to be Christian and yet they do not keep the teachings of Jesus. Well, far too many, let me say it this way, if Jesus said to do one thing and we do the opposite, that does not say that we profess to believe something. So I had to go to a dictionary again and say, well, what does born again mean? It means to, 
being usually a Christian person who made a renewed or confirmed commitment to the teachings of Jesus. So, so according to Webster, it's usually a Christian. Usually. So it's not limited to Christians. It's usually a Christian that has made a commitment to the teachings of Jesus. So that, that, that led me to a, another one. What, what, what does it mean to be a born-again Christian? And the Bible, I mean, and the Webster said this. It's a person who has returned to or adopted an activity, a conviction with zeal for the teachings of Jesus. <laughs> so according to Webster, a born-again Christian is a person who has decided to follow a particular belief system and they have done it with zeal. Let me say it another way. Being a born-again Christian has... Someone has made a decision to be born again. They personally decided to be born again. But see, there's a problem with that too. Because the Bible tells us that we did not choose Him, for He chose us. You say, preacher, then what are you talking about this morning? I'm glad because I'm getting there. Let me tell you a little bit about dictionary. When people are not sure what a word means, they usually go to a dictionary. They want to find out what the meaning of that word is. Now let me tell you a little bit about the dictionary editors. They study language. They study how it's used. So over a period of time, words are added that used to not be there. You can look up words in the dictionary now that we would consider slang. Everybody knows what slang is, right? Words that we didn't take for serious 10 years ago. But now if you look them up in the dictionary, you'll find them. Baby bump. Look it up. It's in the dictionary now. Now, we, we'd say that's just slang for a little uh, pregnant lady. But now it's, it's in the dictionary. 20 years ago, it would not have been in the dictionary. But it is now. So, the problem with all of this is this. They study how language is used. They monitor it. And then they put it into the, they put it in the dictionary with a definition of what it means according to society and how society uses the word. Do you see my problem yet? We have identified the most crucial failure of the dictionary. It is determined by society what a word means. Simply put it this way. I can learn all about Hispanics. 
I can learn all about Asians. I can learn about any race you want me to learn about. I can learn their culture. I can learn their values. I can learn their language. I can dress. I can eat with them. I can talk. I can hold their values. Eat what they eat. Do what they do. Go and live where they live. But at the end of the day, I will never be Hispanic. As much as I love tacos, I can't be Hispanic. I would eat them every day. But guess what? At the end of the day, I'm still just a boy that come off the mill hill of Packlet, South Carolina. I didn't come out of there. What are you saying, preacher? Oh, help me, Jesus. You can dress it. You can walk it. You can talk it. But at the end of the day, the Bible says if you have not been born again, then you can take that word Christian and you can write it on everything you got. It still will not get you into the kingdom of heaven. As a matter of fact, you cannot even see it. You can't even see it. They say a large portion of our country is Christian. Because they have professed in the teachings of Jesus. But the problem is this. They've never been born again. That's what a problem is. Half of the church is in troubles today all over the world. Not because people are not professing to be Christians. The problem is they've not been born again. So what does it mean to be born again? Since Jesus puts these words together... For the first time in history, no matter how society uses them today, I'll just trust what the words in red say and how he used them. So the word born, it's a very common word. It was common in the biblical days. And what born, it means life has been produced. In other words, when you were, you and I were conceived inside of our mother's womb, life was produced. You say, preacher, well, I wasn't born then. Yes, you was. You was, you was inside of the womb and you were born. There was no life but then there was life. Life had been produced. It was produced because of daddy and mama producing a baby. Again, Jesus said it means from above. The word is used 13 times throughout the New Testament. It refers to everything that flows from top to bottom. Here in John 3, Jesus uses the word again to refer to the place that is at the top. The place that his father lives. He's telling Nicodemus that you must be born 
from where the Spirit of God lives. In other words, you can't be born just flesh. You've got to be born from something much higher than you are if you ever have any hopes of entering the kingdom of heaven. Now, then he goes into being born of spirit and water. So what does he say there, preacher? He talks about you can't be born again until you're physically born the first time. <laughs> Pretty simple. But getting born again is a two-part process. You first have to believe in the heart that God had raised Jesus from the dead. And second, you had to confess with your mouth. Listen to how the Amplified Bible says. It says, you have been regenerated, born again, not from a, a mortal origin seed, but from one that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting word of God. What are you trying to say, preacher? Just as husbands deposits seed... In order that a wife may bring forth a child, God has deposited a seed inside of you and I at the day that we were born again. And that seed begins to replace our old nature of sin. And it begins to produce a life that never was there. See, do you understand this morning how the dictionary messes everything up? Uh, getting born again. Uh, it's not something you choose. It's not something that, hey, that you can just wake up one day and say, today I think I'll be born again. Uh, boy, being born again uh, is when the Spirit of God is moving in such a way and He's convicting you of your sins and the things in your life that you've been doing that you know is against God's law. And all of a sudden, uh, the Bible, I mean, God begins to move inside of your heart uh, and then you make a decision inside of you that you want what God has and you surrender your life to Jesus. And then all of a sudden, what does happen there? God begins to plant something inside of you and it grows and it grows and it grows. Listen to me. The Bible says we've got to be born again. We've got to be born again. But see, the dictionary's got it all mixed up. Our world's all mixed up. Nicodemus was all mixed up. Not understanding this born again thing. Real quickly, I want to leave you with a few things this morning on being born again. First off is this. When we believe with our hearts and confess with our mouths Jesus is Lord and Savior pushed and convicted by the Holy Spirit God becomes our little Father. At that moment let me say it this way you can't be born again until you realize you're lost. Let me go a step further. You cannot live like hell itself and expect to go to heaven with those who don't. You cannot expect for God to say, Well, 
You profess to love me, therefore I will let you into my kingdom. As a matter of fact, he said, that is impossible. He said, but when my spirit runs by and captures your heart, if you will confess me and repent of those things in your life, I will become your father. He becomes... our father at that moment. That's why the Bible declares we've been adopted into the family of God. We receive a sinless nature. He deposits in us a seed that cannot be corrupted. But the change that takes place is on the inside. And only way a person will know someone has been born again is by how the, what happens on the outside. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 5, let your, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. Number two... Notice this with me. We can walk in the same authority that Jesus walked in when he was on earth. When we know that we have been born again. Simply put, we can walk in victory regardless of our circumstances. We can walk in victory regardless of our circumstances. I need you to get this this morning. Just because I am born again or just because you are born again does not mean that you will get everything you want. It does not mean that everything in life turns around the very instant that I come to Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that all my problems are gone. It does not mean that just because I confess Christ in a church service like this, everything in my life's going to turn around and be 100% better the next day. What it does mean that on the inside is a new creature and that new creature it causes me to see my circumstance different. Uh, why? Because I know that I've been born of a spirit and I'm now the child of God. I know that he'll do for me what is right for me. I know that's why Paul was able to say whether I live or die in Christ it's gain. That's why Paul was able to sing praises in the midst of a prison because he wasn't looking at what was going on around him. He was looking at what was going on inside of him you see but today Christians you let one little thing go wrong in their life and all hell breaks loose oh God oh it's raining messed my hair up can't go worship today Chad, I am no prophet, and I can't look inside of the heart of people. But if that's your light, it ain't shining for much. 
You see, this morning you choose to walk in victory or you can walk in defeat by what's operating on the inside of you. Because I'm a child of God, it enables me to think different. Watch this. Watch this. It enables me to fight different. It enables me to react different. Not because that I know more, but because I know who's inside of me. Because I know of who is inside of me. And when I walk in the spirit of who is inside of me, it enables me to walk in complete victory over anything that comes my way. Why? Because it's Jesus walking in me. So there's two things that we can come to a conclusion on. Either we've not been born again, or we have chosen to walk in the flesh instead of walking in the Spirit of God. When we walk around with our head between our legs, like we just lost our best friend. The spirit that you have Is the spirit of the devil and not of God if we walk around like that. Jesus knew who his father was. And every day of his life, he let his light shine so that the world could see his father through him. Somebody said, I want to know what God's like. Well, you look at Jesus and you found it. For sake of time, I got to keep moving. Number three. He is identifying a third point here that I want to leave you with. When we are born again, it affects our spirit. Nothing else. When we are born again, It affects our spirit. Nothing else. If we lined up a thousand people and they were sitting there and they were told to be quiet, they all had uniforms on, nobody could talk, they could all just stand there, you or I would not be able to see who had been born again and who had not been born again. We wouldn't know because it only affects the spirit, spiritual things. But then we can go to work with them. Or we can go to Walmart with them. Or we can go to out on Saturday night with them. 
Or more importantly, we can just talk to your kids. Because your kids will tell the preacher everything. Mama did what? Daddy did what? What are you trying to say, preacher? Just because you get, just because you're born again doesn't make you Superman on the outside. You still just you. You slam your finger in that door, it's still going to hurt. But what begins to operate on the inside And when we walk in what is going on on the inside of us, we got more power than we think. The problem is this, church. Here's the problem. We waiting for the Superman muscles to come upon us. Doc, you ain't going to get there unless you go to the gym, honey. You ain't going to get them unless you go and, and work for them. Spiritually, we ain't going to get there until the Spirit of God is inside of us. You wonder why you're still struggling with the same thing you've been struggling with 10 years ago? Let me tell you why. Let me go ahead and tell you. Because you're walking in the same flesh you was walking in 10 years ago. Get out of that and get inside the Spirit of God. My whole Sunday school class, we just had a big talk about flesh. I can expose some fleshly things, but they told me in confidence, so I won't. But I told them some too, huh? See, it only only affects our spiritual side. Being born again creates a new creature in here. That's why Romans 12, it it tells us we've got to be renewed of our minds. How does the we get renewed of our minds. It is by the Word of God that renews our minds. Lastly, this morning, this is the most important part. The last part I want to leave you with, and I'm done. Jesus encourages us to be born again. Notice that he doesn't say, I encourage you to be a Christian. I encourage you to be a Christian. He doesn't say that. He says, Nicodemus, I encourage you to be born again. Why? If I was Nicodemus, I probably would have said why. Because Nicodemus was a teacher of the law. He kept the law. He'd done all the good things in life, Dennis, then then some. He helped the widows out. He fed the poor. He'd done all the good things. He studied the scriptures. He taught the scriptures. He'd done all the good things. But Jesus said, all those good things still leaves you 
blind. If you're not born from above. He encourages Nicodemus to be born again. The only reason we can seek the kingdom and everything it has to offer is because we've been born again. When you're born again, God is your Father. We don't have to worry so much. We don't have to worry about hell. Why? Because God's our Father. We don't have to worry about this. We don't have to worry about that. Why? Because we're free. We're living our best for Jesus Christ. Why? Because we've been born again. We don't have to worry about condemnation because the Bible says that Jesus came to save and not to condemn. We don't have to worry about all those things. Why? Because the Spirit of God has given a new birth inside of me. It has cleansed me from my sins. I now stand clean in Jesus' name. So let me ask you this morning, have you been born again? Have you been born of the Spirit of God? Is the Spirit of God living on the inside? Or have you adopted society's definition of Christian? And you've got good values. And you've got good morals. And you mean well. But there's not come a time in your life where conviction come upon you for your sin. And you surrendered that conviction to Jesus Christ and asked the Spirit of God to move in you. You see, He is a perfect gentleman. He will not come unless you ask. Or you say, Preacher, I've been born again. but I find myself walking in the flesh with no spiritual power. Maybe it's you this morning and you just need to get a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost and allow God to start moving in your life again. I can promise you this. If you're walking in the flesh, it's because of one thing. You've got sin in your life and you refuse to remove it. I thought about the, the guy in Mark chapter 9. He said, God help me with my unbelief. Maybe that's you this morning. Just help me with my unbelief. Whatever the need is, 
Jesus encourages you to be born of His Spirit. You stand this morning. They get us a song of invitation. In this same letter, as Jesus is explaining to Nicodemus, notice he says the famous verse that every Christian knows. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but that have everlasting life. Let me ask you this morning, is God dealing with your heart? Do you know that you know that you know that you've been born again? Do you know it? Are you living it? Are you walking in victory of the Spirit? Or are you walking in the flesh of defeat? You answer the question this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. We thank you and for this opportunity to worship this morning. God, I've done my best, given you my all. At this invitational time, God, if there's a need in this place, I pray the Holy Spirit of God would search this room and search the hearts of people. And if there's a need in here, may they boldly step out and profess in Jesus' name and adopt your Spirit, Lord. Better yet, be adopted by your Spirit. Father, I love you. Thank you for all you do for us. Bless this time together in the good house of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You got a need this morning. These altars are open. God's dealing with you this morning. You should come.